And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. You are joined once again on the original, one and only, Just a Tip Off the Clock Show with Sean Gervais from Orbis X and Marty, Mr. Marshall Hill from the Pints of Polishing Podcast, as well as Hyper Clean Car Care Products and everything else you need to make that car shine and be beautiful. <laughs> I was trying something, I went for it. <laughs> what did you just crack open there? That sounded nice cracking open. A little Coke, a little just Coca-Cola, man. Just, that's ah, it. They must have mastered like a different sound or something. I must have pre-poured a little rum in this cup, though. Though yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Me, I got some Casamigos. It's, uh, I, I got scammed though when I when I bought my bottle. I, I ordered online uh, so I could get it delivered because I didn't feel like driving all the way there and you know going through and picking up this and that. We're having a big party this weekend coming. Uh, it's our Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving uh, this weekend, which is also my wedding anniversary. We're having a big party at the house, so I need a ton of alcohol, and I didn't feel like driving with like forty bottles. So, Did you just say you need a ton of alcohol to celebrate your anniversary? <laughs> Make it through. <laughs> no, <laughs> take it how you want to take it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so I uh, I ordered these bottles, reasons unspecified, <laughs> and basically uh, when I was doing it online. Some of them were asking, you know, different bottle sizes. And most of them, it was just standard one size you could order online. And I went to click my tequila in preparation for our show, ordered it. But that one had a thing where you had to choose the size of the bottle. And I thought it was just like the other ones where it was just going to give me what I was getting. So anyway, so I got a tiny little bottle that came, opened it up. I was like, what the hell is it? I had to check the invoice. So I was like, come on. Like, did they send me a small bottle in place of a, nope, sure enough, I paid for a small bottle. So. I got a small bottle, but uh, yeah, anyway. You know, there's worse things in life than having a sure. small bottle, Sean. <laughs> this this is very true. This is very true. <laughs> there's, there's another guy uh, trying to, you know, copy the show. He's dealing with the small. Yeah, anyway, there's bigger problems. Bigger problems like having a smaller song. But uh, anyway, uh, so what do we, you got rum in there? You got captain? Or what do we? Oh, yeah, straight, yeah. I can't really, I've tried to venture off to other rums and I like other rums, but it just my go-to is still always a little Captain Coke. This weekend though, just one of those moods, yes. Saturday, yeah. poured a big old whiskey and Coke, like Ooh. just good old rye whiskey, Knob Creek, like uh -huh. just that rough whiskey. I used to yeah. love whiskey too. Like there was a part of remember me when I was going through a bunch of that mental shit where yeah. like I just, I, that's all I drank was whiskey. Like okay, it was yeah. a somber, it was a rough, like dirty, dark, yeah. the worst, like the dirtier and the darker you could get seemed to be the better whiskey. Cause it was just, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now would you do that in an activity or would you do that with just like some music playing or something to do it while you're working? Like what was the, yes. Yes. To all. All right. Yes. <laughs> Yes to all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good. everywhere, every time I could. Yeah, yeah, loved mm. whiskey. Um, I mean, generally I mean, for me, like if I go out, I want to always drink beer at first, and then I'm. Oh, I'm, you start with beer. Oh. I do it backwards. I yeah. know everybody wants to tell me the opposite. But I know everyone's got a saying, right? There's like I always do beer enough. first, and then I finish my night with a couple good solid drinks. Like just want to go ahead and float myself off, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not that crazy guy that's already drunk off a of beer, right? I'm just yeah. I've been drinking beer all night and I'm ready just cool. Like and yeah, for, yeah. for a while that was whiskey. Like I loved whiskey. Uh the, the guys from Sonax, when they would come down and we'd do stuff here and travel, we would send Rob uh, and Jason, who was there. He was one of their salesmen, Jason Whitley. We would send people or send each other back and forth photos of uh, of our uh, old fashions and things mm. like that when we'd find things out. I'd be in Denver and find a new place that would smoke the glass with the, you know, a little bit of wood chips and then oh, yeah. pour the whiskey in and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, I'd, when I was people that drink whiskey, like, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, that's what they do. You drink rum, yeah. you don't really send pictures of rum. Like, it's like no. rum, who cares, right? But <laughs> whiskey, I don't know. That was the best. The best one I found when in, in my travels was Colorado Springs. And there's this company that came in and, and bought an old elementary school. And they oh, still shit. have the bathrooms that have those tall 
Do you remember those? Those tall white urinals just side by side. Uh, and then, you know, the old school knobs as you're, you know, when you're washing and they left all the floors. I mean, you're literally still in a school, school. but there's a craft brewery up top where the cafeteria was. There's a, a, a principal's office. And that's like a, you know, place for the adults to hang out and drink uh, cocktails. And then, and then downstairs, the dungeon, like the janitor room, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure what was down there. It was called like axe and hammer or something like that. Oh shit! All dark candles, and then like their tables were like the cask of the uh, of the whiskey, and then I mean their whiskey was phenomenal, craft whiskey. I I brought it back. Like it. What a vibe, too. That's oh yeah, the whole experience. You know, it was. It was great. Great place. Man, that's amazing though. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. when when you find those kind of places, like it's there's something special about it. You know, I find it's the same thing with restaurants, like. You know, I talk to a lot of people that say like, oh, you know, I don't really go out to eat much because like it's, I can cook at home or I can do this and that. And it's like, yeah, you go out for the experience, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's, I find those people, it's, they haven't found like a nice, like their place, you know, like a, a really nice place to go to. Like we, we've got a couple that are kind of like a hole in the wall type thing. Like not too many people know, you know, they go to like Baton Rouge or like the more chain type stuff, but we'll go to these places that, you know, it's some chef that, you know, just cooks his ass off. It's the best food, best ambiance. And it's, yeah, we go for the experience, you know? Yeah, oh, I did, get, definitely. I did get screwed one time. I went to this place. It was terrible. They, uh, they tried, to, they serve like really trendy dishes. And so you order these like tiny little plates and you get like 40 oh, different types. Worst. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is this? And uh, not tr- what's the name of that? There's a, there's a special name for that style of dish. And I hated it too. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good, but it's just so small. Yes, it's just 100%. so small. Like, well, you just eat more. I'm like, no, it's not the point. Like, I'm not trying to have my bite-sized portions already bite-sized on when I put it on my plate. Like, exactly. Like, every I want to cut my food to bite-sized portions. Yeah. Exactly. What is the name of this? Like, trip something or something? There's a, there's a there's a dish or a style of food that that is, is tapas or something. Tapas. Yeah, yeah. There tapas? you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not not my style. You know, I know I get it. Some people like it. They, you know, oh, you can try all these different things, but like, nah, I'm okay with you know, like some plates that have full size shit on them. <laughs> I'll deal with it. But we found a new butcher. Oh my god! So we found a butcher. Can he do picanha? He does. And yes, I know. And so he's got a bunch of farmers, and so basically we placed the order through him. He's kind of just a middleman. But mm-hmm. he also will take yeah. care of things, like yeah. prepare things a certain mm-hmm. way if you want this like that. So anyway, we found a guy. And so we just bought another deep freezer so that we can fill it full of stuff. And then also uh, we're going to get some picanha. Absolutely. Hell so yeah. We should have some for this Canadian Thanksgiving. So we're going to do the traditional bird. But then also we're going to do some picanha. Absolutely. Dude, you got to send me some photos. You got to send oh, me some photos. Will do, man. Absolutely. I'm so excited. And I learned how to make uh, like a proper chimichurri sauce. Uh, but the funny story, actually, I'll share that not many people would know. You know where chimichurri comes from? The name? Mm, no, I, I'm going to guess the Mexican desert where they're trying to find the chihuahua or whatever that. that. <laughs> the chupacabra? <laughs> yeah, chupacabra. <laughs> That's what I'm going to guess. That's a very good guess. Absolutely. Thanks. Appreciate so, that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So Argentina. Close. I mean, that was absolutely. close, man. That was, that was close. Look at this. Bunch of. Irish immigrants come in, okay? And this guy wanted sauce for his steak. He wanted like a Worcestershire sauce or something similar to that. So he starts experimenting, making sauces, and he makes this sauce, and his name was Jimmy Turi. And nobody could pronounce his name right, so they were like, Jimmy Turi, Jimmy Turi. And that's, he became Jimmy Turi, and it was Jimmy Turi sauce. And so that's supposedly where the story originated from. And I know this because when I was looking up, I wanted to make, the best and the most authentic chimichurri sauce. So I watched probably way more YouTube videos than I should have, but maybe four hours worth on, on sauce. Like my algorithm now is so messed up. If I start typing in anything, I could be like how to fix a toilet and it'll put chimichurri sauce at the end of it. I'm not even kidding. Like it's, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I threw a lot of research, learned this fun fact that will serve none of us any purpose beyond today. But good for that, dude. Good for that dude. Right? Good for Jimmy. Yeah, Good for Jimmy. Jimmy. 
He's a legend the rest of his life, and even though he's not here, right? Like he's a legend forever. Exactly, forever. He's got a sauce made named after him. Like, oh. yeah, I don't know sauce. Who? Yeah, know. whoever gets that. Yeah, Jeez. like you, you've got some sauces, Randall. You've got sauces. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no sauce. I need to make a sauce. That's what I'm. <laughs> yeah. You have a sex sauce. That's what I'll make. Yeah, that's that'll be the next thing. You know, <laughs> step up your customer management with one gulp. But. Uh, that sounds so bad. We can't transition into just a tip after that. That's for sure. You seen any fun posts lately? We'll skip it. I mean, there was the fun post I sent you. The post I want to talk about isn't quite as fun. All right. But if you want to talk about fun posts, and I was going to well, put we're it gonna touch on both. Yeah, because that picture you sent me, that, that can't be real. But it probably Oh, is. yeah, it's real. So... You know, for everybody that doesn't know, my journey was mobile detailer to opening up a, a $1.6 million car wash facility in 2006 with customers. We, it's the way we did it, right? It's a blast. A lot of detailers want to go into shop. I, I did too. And it's, it's a really great, badass car wash. Yeah. Um, we did detail and we did everything. And and so I'm in, and then now we, you know, we sell products to car washes, right? I've I've always been okay. I know there's a segment of the car care industry known as auto detailers who make posts and they complain to people and they defy the mass majority of the entire population by telling them how bad a car wash is. I get it. I understand. However, that was not me. <laughs> I wanted to own a wash. And yeah. so I'm still a part of car wash groups on Facebook. We sell the car sure. washes. Like I've car washing's always been it's been my thing. When I realized I, I had a back problem at like 24 and I've been down to try and clean a lower part of a rocker panel and I went, ooh, that kind of tweaks. Like there's no way when I'm in my 40s, I'll still be able to do this. I gotta figure something else out. Right. Yeah. I knew I needed something else than the manual part of it. So, yeah, I'm still in those car wash groups. And this was a photo inside of uh, one of the car wash oh, groups. Yeah. And, it, and it has a dude. So you got a picture, right? This is a self-serve location. Self-serve location means it's traditionally like stacked on bricks that just have these kind of like garage type look to them. Right. Nothing fancy about them. The cool part about those is they make a shit ton of cash. Uh, I, I <laughs> just know from experience, <laughs> you, you pull out buckets and buckets of quarters. Like it just is what it is. Um, they when they got into credit cards, that really helped them. And they, they made even more money. This is a picture of <laughs> a dude in front of one of those self-serve car washes sitting on the ground, which is ironically funny at first. And then even worse, um, his and why do we don't know girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever, significant other is on top of them. And they're taking a romantic esque photo of her writing them in a sense uh, in front of their, which I, I wanted to post into one of my groups and then I'm just going to send it to Dustin. Dustin's super fun. He's one of our distributors is heavy inside of our community. He's always community. on the community pub. Yeah. Community. Like, Dustin is a super fun guy, but Dustin's a Dodge truck guy. Like he, he is. And, <laughs> and I, I Dodge truck guys are who literally it's, it's in a sense, my nemesis. Dustin's not my nemesis. He listens to this episode, by the way, and he sends me messages about stuff we talk about. So I know yes. he's going to be listening to this. And Dustin, I really wanted to say, <laughs> dude, I'm surprised that at the, at the photo they used because they didn't use his truck. They used her truck. Her truck uh, is the Toyota. And that's the one that they used for the photo. His truck didn't get used. And we all know the make and model of his truck. It's yeah. a Dodge Ram Cummings, whatever. Like yeah. that dude drives a Dodge and his bitch was sitting on him at a car wash. And they were taking photos of her truck. That's yeah. all I know. It's true. And it was, it looked like there was a photographer taking a photo of I think that was her mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I was like, was this like a photo shoot or something? No, I mean, it probably was a photo shoot. I was just joking about the mom part, but I mean, oh, it, yeah, yeah. it was a woman that was a little bit bigger and probably around the age that could have been of their mom. That's why I just joked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who it was. <laughs> it was, fucking it was her truck, though. Yeah. 
But man, as we know, he drives a Dodge. That's the that's the joke. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. The dude taking a photo like that on the ground at a car wash. We know he drives a Dodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. (laughs) Man, it's it's crazy. There, there really is like a divide, though. Oh, massive. Oh, yeah. If you don't drive a Dodge and you're a Dodge truck, like you're. You're of another breed. Like, is Dodge yeah. trucks and everybody else? Listen, I picked yeah. that up from my first father-in-law. Like, uh, that yeah. dude was a Dodge truck owner, and that's a big reason why I don't like Dodge truck owners. Let's just be real. Like, <laughs> like that's let's be real. Reason. Dustin, I apologize, man. You got you got thrown into my ex-in-law. Like, it is what it is. But you guys are all pretty much the same. If you die, if you drive a Dodge truck, you're pretty much all the same. Yeah. Dustin's going to hate me now. I know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Your inbox is going to blow up after this. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it, it is amazing to see that divide, though. But, uh, yeah, so funny pick. But you mentioned you had something that was uh, not so funny. But, uh, so yeah. Something you saw online. That's what I've been seeing online mostly. That's why I've, I've been taking a breather from social media. Because it's, just, Cause it's been not fun? Oof, yeah, it's been crazy. And, uh, oh, why has so, it been crazy? So the stuff I've been seeing, well, I mean, I've been seeing some not funny things, but like decent things, people asking for general advice and stuff like that. But I've been just seeing a lot more of the same arguments or people disagreeing about this mm. and that. And people um, posting a lot of things that, not to say repetitive, but th- things that they need to figure out on their own first before they start. Oh, that's the same, right? The same as yeah, it always so is. Okay. Yeah, stuff, yeah, okay, but, okay. But what I've been seeing though is, the comments back to that have shifted for sure. And so I'm just like, man. That's a lot of negative? Yeah, a lot of negative. Mm. But it takes 10 seconds to just help somebody. So what I started doing actually is I'll see a post in a group. Someone will say something, you know, like it could be something simple, like looking for the best extractor or looking for. Oh, I think you tagged me on a, what, a, a easiest ceramic coating to install that's still professional or something. The guy had to yeah. make it this certain like. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'll do things like that sometimes, or I'll go in. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. PM people too. So someone will ask that kind of question. I know they're going to get fifty comments about a bunch of bullshit. So I'll usually just like private message them, and I'll send them like your website link, or yeah. if they're looking for, you know, like should I use a tornador? I'll send them like some stuff. Oh shit! On that note, we got this new thing from. Hey, we have the tornador. We have the tornador black. We love the matter shop. I know a lot of people have mixed opinions about them. We fucking love them. Uh, we got this new thing from them. This thing sucks up sand, pet hair. Like, we don't even use a brush anymore for pet hair. This thing just, it's gone. I, uh, shit, I can't remember the name. I'm going to ask Paul to send it to me. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's from Thornador, I think. Or it's from one of their affiliates that made it for them. This thing is phenomenal, though. Like, Dude, that's a brand that's so confusing now. Most people, you pronounce it correctly. Most people butcher their name, and then there's so many copycats to what they did. Oh yeah, the, and the copycats, like we we always stock a couple of them just because. Yeah, they're so listen, cheap. we sell a copycat. I get it because it's yeah. like. Absolutely. I, I, I like the Tornador Black. I thought it was good. I thought that the, the problem that they always had was the reason why I stopped using it, which is then they made some updates later, but it was just too far for me. Two problems I always felt I had with the Tornador was that container, you could never sit it down. It would always spill over. I always fought whether yeah. it's inside the car, outside the car, car wash to mobile detail. It didn't matter. We always had a problem. We could never figure out where to set that thing. So then it made it too slow because we were having to, And then you get into when I would go and train dealerships, go and train shops, like as a mobile guy. And even at my car wash, we mostly had our doors up and we weren't, well, you get into a dealership or in some shops, they like their doors down and more, you know, controlled environments. You're using that black and something that's spraying out solution. Dude, that's, it's horrible to breathe in. It is one of the worst thing. An APC breathing into your lungs is not good. Yeah, and once it's aerated from that tornador, horrific to then breathe in. So, oh yeah, I I switched. Yeah, I switched to just the air that doesn't actually shoot out chemical. But listen, dude, I used to love the tornador when I was selling to the dealerships. I get it; they fucking hated it, and I hated it. But the amount of times I got to repair those things yeah, and the amount of repair parts I got to sell. Oof, oh, dude, I use yeah, a torn door. Put a that ton. thing down the wrong a way. Ton. Or anything, things break, snap. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, those little that little the... that little circular uh, we, oh. we, you know that that little straw would those get things, bent. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude, <laughs> I sold a shit ton of those. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the, the air too, because we use that a lot for vents, things like that. Um, it's good for uh, cup holders. We use it for there as well. But what we usually do is we'll have, let's say, like four cars, doors wide open, and we have one guy that goes around, does them all quickly while another guy goes, finishes up, and he wipes things down, stuff yeah. like that. So for us, we don't really have to, like, put it down. We've got it on this retractable thing that goes back, and there's a little stand for it. So, like, in our situation... But I love... Yeah, I love using air. Yeah. I mean, I, this is a, this is the part of interior detailing that so many people go back and forth on. You know, it's yeah. brushes and using the soft brushless. And we did videos the other day. I'm putting some stuff out more so. Like, I get it. And I I had to I actually had somebody come in to help with some video work, and and she was doing the detailing, but yeah. she had um, she had previously worked as a mobile detailer and then has just moved uh -huh. off into other things. And yeah. I had her come in to do some. And trying to explain to her these circular motions on a door with a very soft brush, it yeah. was foreign to her. And I was like, listen, but that's just, I mean, that's the gram. That's TikTok. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the way guys do it now. Like, she hadn't been cleaning cars for a couple of years. And so it was, okay. she was like, wait, what? I sit here and do this. And I was like, yeah, but you're going too fast. You got to go slow. Like, it's about yeah. this slow, like, meticulous movement of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. How the videos turn out, though? Great. Yeah. Uh, we'll be releasing a lot more stuff. So, I, you know, we're really transforming our bay into um, working on the lighting, working on some stuff. We're we're going to make a run eventually at, uh, you know, I, I, st I started actually with a YouTube channel, uh, sold it in 2011, and then never nice. really got back into YouTube. <laughs> I oh, mean, okay. big, biggest mistake <laughs> of my career, right? Like, mm. I built everything off of instagram and then tiktok and and all facebook groups in that platform it never yeah. really did any google never yeah. got, i don't like google i struggle with google i okay I, yeah but youtube yeah you can't avoid it you know it's, well you uh, can't and now that yeah. they can do shorts it's well, over yeah i just i just i just and there's the pre-tip there's your pre-tip there's your pre-tip all yeah. you got to say is is shorts. YouTube shorts. That's all you guys say. Shorts. That's, That's pre-tip. It. It's done. Pre-tip's no over. No more. No more. No more. YouTube shorts. <laughs> YouTube shorts. No more. You can find a YouTube short about YouTube shorts. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, YouTube shorts. Well, anyway, you're right. Just a tip. There you go. But uh, all right. So we'll switching gears into the series. Anyway, part. but the post, the series post yeah. is where we were going, right? So so you, you've been reading a book. I've been listening to a book because I don't read. And the book I've been listening to uh, today is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving A. <laughs> Fuck, I'm guessing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the story he was sharing, he was talking about this guy. His name was Londa or something. He was a, this Japanese soldier, right? All right? That got sent out during the war. And he was told he, you know, the, the U.S. was coming to invade, and I think it was in the Philippines, and was like, whatever you do, you got to, you know, push them back, hold them back as long as you can. You never surrender, never give up. 30 years later, he finally, somebody finally finds him in the jungle because he had still been fighting people for 30 years and <laughs> never gave up. Holy shit. That's intense, man. <laughs> and then he goes back to Japan. They send him back, right? And he, right. he gets to go look around at everything. And apparently it was this big star was on these all these television shows. Everybody interviewed him and all this. 30 years he thought he was fighting for something that then he goes, what is all this? What yeah. the hell have I been doing? This isn't the Japan that I knew. Yeah. This isn't the culture. This isn't the people. This isn't what we believed in. What am I doing? Leaves, moves away, gets out. Rest of his life is spent somewhere else. Holy shit. Crazy, right? 30 years. So, so the post that I find interesting, I saw it on TikTok, but I'm sure it's on some other places. It's, it's of a brand that, that I had joined into thinking that I had a territory. Hmm. 
And uh, within months, you know, people have, have listened to me, have known the story within months, you know, my territory was invaded and they were selling to other people, even though I'd built up stuff and was selling things like, cool. At that point in time, I made a decision for me and my company. And that's why later now we have what's the hyperclean coatings and why I did Uno, Dose and Trey, right? Like, well, I've fought against their mindset, this, this other brand's mindset for many, many years and, and constantly pushed back on, on their teachings of, you know, these $4,000 tickets and these multi-level coatings and these all this time and how extensive you need to be and how if you will do all this, you will achieve greatness. You'll achieve greatness to the point of, you know, their salesman of their brand in California, you know, they're always talking about on boats and showing pictures of them at the pool and all these cars and how luxurious their lifestyle is in hopes to teach all those in detailing that if you will do this and you'll install all this, then you will get to achieve our lifestyle. They they forced people into things that they didn't really understand or weren't able to do. Not very many detailers could sell a $4,000 ticket nor do the install. And so they led them on this dangerous chase for years and years and years. And they would tell them this slogan, know your worth. Mm. Yeah. Know your worth. Don't ever settle for anything less than this. Know your worth, right? And so I've tossed that back in their face over the years nonstop. The post that I saw today, I hope everybody doesn't do what that Japanese soldier did. And if you've been in using their, their stuff, I hope you don't leave the industry. I hope you don't go away. I, I hope you do what other people did and, you know, gosh, we've all seen those parts in movies, right? Where the guy that got duped, you've seen that where they yeah. look at themselves and they go, God damn it. Imagine yeah. that Japanese soldier, right? When he realized he got oh, duped. And all, right? Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> so this post I saw is of this brand making a video now towards DIYers. And he's showing the same guy that was teaching and preaching to people to get this other ticket and all these things that you can get and you can achieve this is now doing videos teaching DIYers how to clean their own car and then put on their leather protectant. And he teaches not only them to do that, so they're surpassing the detailer, mm. right? Not only are they doing that, but you would never believe what he used to clean the leather. Go watch the video. For those of you that find it, you'll find it ironically funny that they thought they should, this high-end massive company should go to Lowe's, buy a Zep bottle and a Zep sprayer and put all-purpose cleaner in that bottle and then teach DIYers to clean their leather with all-purpose cleaner from Lowe's and Zep and then in the video states, put down a dressing over it before you install our fabric and vinyl and this textile product and this leather treatment. And they go through on showing how to install it. Damn. Where the fuck is your territory, huh? Where the fuck is it now? Huh? Do you feel duped? You should. Yeah, that's crazy. Fucking insane. Know your worth. That's... Know your fucking worth. <laughs> Damn. You know, it's crazy because I have seen a few posts in the last few weeks. Not the last weeks I've taken my hiatus from my feed, but I've seen a lot of posts where that phrase in particular kept popping up and it was in relation to, you know, oh, I saw such and such company charging this. Don't be like them. You're taking down the industry. And then they would finish with know your work. I kept seeing it pop up. And I'm like, why are these people so like brainwashed by shit? They're so concerned about what the fuck this guy is doing that they're not even focused on what they're doing. Like their shop's empty, but you're worried about some other guy down there. Like fill your own fucking shop. Don't worry about what he's doing. Anyway, know your worth. Like maybe that's the fucking Know problem. your worth. It's, your worth is a Zep all-purpose cleaner. 
God to them. Damn. That is the way they view you. crazy. Shit. I always wondered with these things with these territories, you know, because uh, like I, I had some people ask me before, like with Orbis X, like, oh, well, you know, there's another detailer down the road for me. And I saw he started using Orbis X. Is there any way that I could like buy my territory or something? I'm like, bro, you're looking at this the wrong way, man. Like I could give both of you a shovel and tell you that there's gold in the backyard. If you're fucking lazy, he's going to get the gold first. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that Territory is about who's selling. 100%. You make your own territory by being the best goddamn salesperson you can be. That's why we've never, that's why we tell people, even in distribution, we're like, listen, there's, there's no like this like magical territory people yeah. would say right hey do you have a website that will show people my territory like listen dude that doesn't even exist even in real time like people like yeah. you know, that doesn't happen they've just proved it once again right they they've never they've never been honest ever yeah. ever about any of that so it's not for me it's not about the DIY aspect it's not mm-hmm. every detailer should which we encourage distributors to go to car shows to to 100%. educate people on proper detailing, proper ways, and become the specialists in your area. We believe in the detailer. We believe the detailer is the answer. Yes. We don't believe bypassing. We don't believe forcing them into this thing that they can't ever achieve and then go, ah, you guys didn't really do it. So we're just going to start selling directly to the customer now because you 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 couldn't achieve this $4,000 ticket, even though it was really never unachievable. We forget about the company's right after Corona started that used to sell this glass coating. And then suddenly they started selling glass coating direct to the customer and bypassed all the detailers. Like it's not about that. It's a problem with, there's a product going to the DIYer. The DIYer is definitely involved in the industry. It's the fucking shadiness and, and saying one thing and then going completely in the opposite direction and cutting everybody else that, that had built your company, everybody had built them, Let's think about the Rivian deal that, uh, uh, you know, there's this PPF company, Expel, right? Well, there's so many people that are like, oh, man, this is a great deal being with Rivian. No, they're selling direct. They cut you the fuck out. You're done. You don't get anything from them. Nothing. (laughs) It's not that it was a bad, like, that was a good deal for Rivian and Expel. No issues. Just don't think that you get any piece of it. Like, yeah, exactly. now this company's going to sell their leather coatings directly to the customer and you don't get to install it, even though you've been doing $4,000 tickets for them. Mm-hmm. Done. Exactly. Over. That's just how the business works. And that's where you got to align yourself with people that aren't shady like that because they're out there and they're going to sell you this pipe dream and convince you of certain things. And, and that's where you really hey, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. This is a big reason, and I fought against it for a long time. Don't forget the part about where they tricked everybody into, hey, don't, this is Sean, this is where you and people in in your circle should start to do, what's that where you like wind up your hand and there's these other fingers that come down and there's that one middle finger that goes up, right? This is where it should happen because don't forget that this company taught people don't learn marketing, don't learn to grow leads. Don't learn to do anything like that. Just pay us because we have this massive thing. Just pay us. We got leads coming in all the time. We know how to do it. Pay us for the lead. Mm. Where are those leads? What, what happens to those leads now mm. that they've now developed a new system apart from the people that were supposed to be paying for the leads to just selling directly to the leads themselves. Let's not leave that out. Yeah. Because now that network. now that, yep. Yeah, now that does this in a whole new level. Yeah, it's true. That's where uh, I, I find that a lot of these lead generation things, like because I'm really big on making sure that you're self-sufficient in business as much as possible. And you need to be able to understand shit and you need to be able to create your learn. own ads. You got to yes. be able to learn. 100%. So like for us, for example, like we do all of our own marketing, uh, but anytime that we were unsure about something new, we would hire someone to do it. And then we would spend the time while they were doing it, studying what they were doing, but then also learning on the side so that we could do it ourselves. Because if you don't do that, you're constantly at the whim of someone like, you know, this company here, this brand that comes and things are good for a period of time while they're 
testing out different things and selling it to you. So you're paying for their market research. And then now when it's working, they're like, oh, okay, we figured out a formula. Now they can just cut you the fuck out. And then they're just doing it themselves. Like uh, that's where buying into these territories and all this shit doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't sit right. And you got to be more advanced, as I'd say, as a business owner and more involved. And be wary, man. Be wary when there's things like this where it's uh, like, do, do some research. And anytime you see something that seems too good to be true, like when you mentioned they're posting up, they're on yachts and this and that and stuff. And they're like, yeah, if you sell these $4,000 coatings, like you can live this life too. But you don't know anything about sales and they're not really going to help you achieve that part of it. Well, what the fuck are you learning there? So you're 100% reliant. Your business is 100% dependent on, on them, them delivering. And now they're going around you. Yeah. And you're Ooh. stuck like, oh, shit, Ooh. what just happened? Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that'll never happen in my shop. <laughs> I can't be cut out of anything. Yeah. In fact, we used to install Expel. And uh, one of the guys that was down the road from us, this is when we first started, they cut us off overnight. Uh, Friday night, they called and they were like, yeah, the shipment that was supposed to come tonight, it's not going to make it. And we're not selling to you anymore. That happened at our shop. We had to reschedule some jobs, try and find some film. We were, we were in a mess, right? And it taught me a valuable lesson that like, okay, I need to have multiple suppliers on deck so that if some shit goes wrong or something, I'm good to go. And the other guy complained because we were taking a lot of his business. So he says, but we can't take something. <laughs> like we didn't like show up at his shop with like picket signs or some shit. Customers called us, booked a service. We weren't taking his business. He just wasn't getting the business. And so anyway, we're now coup de la with Expel. But back then I had some choice words for Gino or fucking rep at the time, uh, because that was that was some bullshit to cut somebody off like that. But it was one of those whole things. They were like, well, you know, we've been working with this other guy for you know X amount of years, and you know, we have a good relationship, and da da da. da. And it, it just it was one of those things where it was a territory type thing. Now that our shop has surpassed their shop and we're doing five times the numbers, now look who comes knocking on our door again. Hey, we wanted to drop off some samples. We have some new product. We want to see if you can this and that. They're cutting him the fuck out. You know what I mean? And he bought into this loyalty and this, this and that. And this isn't me trying to put down Expel, whatever. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I don't give a shit. Some of our customers like it. We put it on their car. The ones that don't, we don't. But this whole territory thing, I'll tell you how bullshit it is. When they told us they couldn't sell to us because they said, oh, it's because, you know, your guys aren't as experienced as the other shop. I said, well, my guy's got 20 years experience installing tank. Like he, he was around before potters even existed. No, no, it's an experience thing. That's what he was saying, right? So as a test, I applied for an account with my printing shop because I own multiple companies. My printing shop, mind you, that does not do tinting and has no tinter on staff. And you know what? They gave us a fucking account. So... This guy, this whole territory shit. Anyway, so that's, that's a little story just to show you. You got to be real careful. So when they come knock, knock, knocking, you know, we wanted this and that, you got to be really careful. Like I said, a relationship now with Expo is fine. We do offer it to some of our customers that ask for it. But I will always forever remember territories don't mean anything. It's, it's up to you as the business owner. And uh, the, the case, so this is definitely a double tip episode because this isn't my tip. <laughs> No, I wasn't even a tip. No, I was just yeah, a post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is your post time. Exactly. You'll know the tip when you feel it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say that again. So you'll know the tip when you feel it. Trust me. <laughs> it's off the clock. Fuck it. Casamigos. Let's go. <laughs> Community. Community. There we go. So, on the tips. You want to kick it off? You got a tip for us today, Marty? Sure, I'll kick it off because I think we're both talking about, we both, I just talked about a book. You're going to be talking about a book, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll do mine. Mine's not about a book on my tip. I did a bike ride this past weekend with my brother-in-law. It was great. I, nice. As you know, I've, I've been in battling spinal stenosis for many, many years. The first time I felt like I could get out and, and do something and I just go, I got to go for a ride. Like, yeah. Listen, he laughs at me most of the time. I mean, we're, we're five minutes in and I'm going, oh, God, like, oh, it was brutal, dude. It was, but hey, man, good for you for getting out there, though, man. Yeah, that's all it was. It was really just for me to yeah. just, just get out there a little bit. So 
Um, I was talking to him though afterwards because you know what for us bike rides are you know that's he him and I is my brother-in-law for god I don't know I think it's like 17 years or something right I've even been married to my sister for a long time so you know he's tried different businesses uh, before and he failed he then went back to work for people but um early 2020 right after the pandemic he just couldn't do it anymore and it's like dude i gotta go back out on my own it's like cool so he's been trying to run his own business and been nice been still open you know we're now almost what a year and a half or so and he's in construction and remodeling and new construction and you know stuff like that so So in order to tell you about the tip, we, we, we've got to have this little bit because it's something I, I, yeah, like I, it was a tip I gave him. I don't mean to go there with it, right? Like this isn't Arkansas. This isn't Arkansas here, all right? Uh, it's a tip I gave him. But before we, we, we actually get to look at the tip, you, you've got to think about different types of marketing, okay? There's, there's actually, there's, so, it's a game. If we can all, you know, there's this cool part about the game, right? I get it. It really is a game. Okay. It's not like a game. Like, fuck yeah, it's a game. Like, no, it's a game. You got to figure it out inside of the game is you got to get people to spend money with you. That's called market, you know, sales and marketing side of it. Inside of there, there's a bunch of different theories of how you can market. We talked about, you know, and it's been cool to see people have done things where, you know, hey, scan this and do that, right? Exactly, yeah. That is is one form. Another form is like what people have done where I've talked about these duck, duck Jeeps or things that you leave with people. It's a tangible item. It's something you you give to somebody in hopes that this is the the big word or theory that that they, they use is, top of mind awareness yes right so that when somebody has something or they see it on a regular basis they'll think of you or your company preferably your company not i really hope this is where it goes back to never mind that's that's beyond a tip of yeah <laughs> uh, we would have been a bit far but don't <laughs> name your company you okay don't name your company yeah. you have them keep your company in mind and not you. Okay. So if they have your company in mind on a daily basis, when they need something that reminds them of you, you are what? Top of mind. Okay. This is seen played out companies. We don't even go into it. You can just go search top of mind. We're like companies do this day in and day out. It is a very big play done with, you can go, listen, go to fourimprint.com. You can find so much stuff. You can find it in massive, just vision, anything you want to leave your customer or a prospect. And this is top of mind awareness. What you got to do is figure out something that they would see or use on a daily or at least a week, but preferably a daily basis. So you will always be in their mind because when you give them something that they use every day, hopefully it has your logo or some way of them remembering for him. He's got a little bike rack that we're putting on. He goes, but I just need these bungees. We've got to put these bungees on. And I didn't have a bungee. And he goes, that's okay. I got a bunch of bungees. I'm always giving bungees out to all the contractors I use. Everybody needs a bungee. And I go, Scott, dude, you're telling me that every single one of your customers, and then let's go, every single contractor in this town needs bungees and they never have bungees? Yeah. Boom. (laughs) <laughs> like all dude, right there. Dude, how much do you owe me now? Like mm-hmm. if you will put your logo on a thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand bungees, imagine how many contractors and then how many people will begin, but it's the contractors, like they would know him. And then when mm-hmm. somebody needs a general contractor or needs a builder or needs something that's bigger, who are they gonna think of? 
So yes. what can you give? What can you leave? And this goes different ways, right? Like in the fall, I could leave tissues for people. And so uh, they got their note, right? I don't know the answer. That's why this is a tip. This is yeah. just a tip. If I had the full answer for you, yeah. guess what yeah. you would be doing? He'd be walking funny the next day. <laughs> yeah. There would so, need to be an exchange, right? Yes. There would need to be some type of exchange. So I can't give you the answer, but I can give you a tip that if you find a bungee that everybody uses, then you'll be top of mind awareness. And within a year, your business will be more than double. 100%. The trick is what will your what will your people need to use every yeah. single day that you could put your, maybe it's a winner. And, you know, there's that, you know, put on a thing that, you know, does the ice, you know, Scrapers. but that's what, that's yeah. only what once a week, once a month, I don't know. What can they use every day Yeah, that they will not want to throw yeah. away. They will always want to have that has your logo on it. Yeah, without, a, without extending on your tip. Uh, one thing. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. One thing that works really well. I hit the very average. So yeah, yeah. That was, that please don't it. extend beyond my tip. So if you print a magnet, like a four by six, for example, magnets stick to cars, most cars, anyways. Um, you can get a magnet, and you can put important numbers in your neighborhood. You put things like poison control. Uh, the bylaw number, you know, a couple different numbers. And then you put your shop name at the bottom and your phone number, and it's included in the list. Mm-hmm. Lap those on some car doors, and someone's going to take that and they're going to the fridge. Yeah, I love it. That's so that's where I went. I'm glad you went there too. I go, it's hard to think of something inside of a car. Yeah. But if is. you could go inside the home, you're there every day. If your customer, your customer should have a little bit of, their money should not jingle. It should fold, right? Yeah. If your money folds, generally inside of your bathroom, which is one of the toughest places to keep Mm. clean, you have a shower that has a glass door or glass on it. Mm. I'm telling you, having our like a one of our twist dry towels, something like that, that we wipe down or having a ceramic coat or having That's something, having something so that it, every single day I remember, wow. So, you know, listen, people will hate this. What if you went, cause you're going to go, you'll go, you should upsell this. I go, I get it. You should. But what if you go in and spray slick all over somebody's bathroom glass because, you know, or what if you go coated just because, you know, what could you do? that would remind somebody of you inside of, inside of their house. All the time. Yeah. I did. Right. For me, I did pint glasses. Smart. Something they use every day. Something that most detailers use every day. Most detailers drink beer, drink from a can, drink from a bottle. I don't know, whatever, but a lot of times you like to pour it into a, a glass, right? Like, yeah. Something that people Genius, use though. every day. In your hand, you see it. People will see it and ask about it. All those kind mm. of things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's funny actually. You brought up something that this isn't my tip yet. You'll know, but uh, you brought up something with the glass in the shower. Hold on, I'll that pull that. Actually, you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that fantastic combo package. Got me thinking here. I'm like. Sell a ceramic coating, part of a maintenance package. Let's say you sell like Uno plus the maintenance package. And then we'll coat your shower for free. Fuck yeah. I love it. I love it. If you're a mobile detailer and there's all this shit about like, oh, what should I do in the winter? Fucking coat bathrooms. There you go. (laughs) That's what you do now. Yeah, but I love the idea. Yeah, let me let me coat your vehicle and then I'll do your your the glass inside of the shower glass for free. And yeah. of course, I would give you an opportunity. Hey, while I'm there, I could do 20 more bucks on the outside or 50 more bucks, and I'll do this in the window. Like, yeah, whatever you and want. Right? Advantage too is, well, that's, that's a great idea. One. Hey, I, I've yeah. got a coating special. I'm going to coat your inside of your shower when we coat the outside of your car. Wow, yeah. great idea. I love it. Community, yeah, 
community. There we go. <laughs> Good thing we're off the clock. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, you got to think like my house, for example, we got three bathrooms. So you're coming for the one shower and then it's like, oh, fuck, how many more you got? I'm like, well, I got two more. And it's like, all right, well, let's do the other two. You know, fuck, man. That's just, I think you just made me an extra thousand dollars this weekend alone because we're going to start pitching that before the weekend. hundred percent. Man, I, I'm not sending commission. That's not how this works. <laughs> but uh, all right. So my tip, I've been reading this book called Rework, uh, rereading, I should say. I, I read this book every two months. Um, because the really short chapters, Marty, you would love this because a chapter I'll show oh, you. Oh yes. Cause I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like a chapter, like, look, this one, for example, called really need question mark. There's page one, page two with a picture and then the end of the chapter. I love okay? pictures. So I know, right? <laughs> but this book is phenomenal because it has short, very concise, to the point stuff. So it's called Rework. Uh, it's from a company, uh, 37 Signals. They also made some software and stuff like that. Uh, but they're amazing. I bought this entire book for one chapter, uh, which was two pages. And I literally, how much did I give them? $23 for two pages. Um, that's what I gave them. And it was on meetings and why meetings are useless. Um, so yeah, meetings are terrible. But anyways, that aside, uh, I bought this book home. Let me go to my, my bookmark here. I'll give you a double tip today because it's the double tip show now. But uh, so <laughs> tip number one, first off, look how funny our money looks. Look at that. See, it's got a hole in it. You can see, see me through behind it. You Canadians, I don't know about y'all. I know. And it's plastic, 100%. You can't even look. I just crinkled it, and then it just uncrinkles perfectly. Weird. Anyway, uh, so my bookmark for today but so my double tip is one there is no scarcity of this stuff right here on the planet this stuff limitless there's no limit to how much they're printing more of this shit every day and a lot of it's just digital so they're just like punching in some numbers there is no limit to how much of this is out there and they say most people don't achieve money is because they don't believe they can yeah 100 percent. and so fixing that belief within yourself is crucial and one way to do it is a lot of people are worried about going broke. So what I do, and I mentioned this to you before we jumped on the podcast, is that uh, take some money, stash it away, and agree to yourself that you will never spend it in your entire life. And so now you've just eradicated going broke. It's literally not possible. You'll never go broke because it's just a piece of paper, and you're just never going to use that piece of paper for what it's intended for, which is to be spent or invested. So... Doing that erases that from your brain and program yourself that there is no scarcity of this shit. It's everywhere on the planet. You just got to go get some. Wake up every day. Like Grant Cardone says, who's got my money? Start every day like that. And anyway, fix your mentality to the fact that there's so much of the stuff on the planet. You just got to go get it. And now you're focused on abundance instead of scarcity. So that would be my pre-tip. Now the real tip. So I was reading this chapter called Don't Copy. Oh, yeah? No copy, huh? And we were, we were well, happy. About this. Happy guy, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, that, that'd be nice if people didn't uh, didn't do that. But unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, unoriginal thoughts out there. And so my my tip is, it's okay to get inspiration places, and not that it's like bad to copy in terms of like an ethical sense. I'm not really concerned about that kind of stuff. It's more not a good idea to copy because the goal of things like your advertising, for example, a lot of people see someone else doing some ads and they're like, oh, I should just copy what they're doing. I'll copy the image, the text, and this and that. And it probably won't work for you. You're going to get frustrated and not understand why. And it's because you have zero understanding of the process, why it's working. They did their research. That's why it's working for them. They researched their customer in their market with their staff, with their capabilities, their shop, their setup, their mobile units, whatever they have, it makes sense for them. Now, can you see it, get inspiration from it? You're like, hey, I could adjust this for my business and do it this way and I'll succeed or do it that way or try some things, absolutely. But if you think you're just gonna be able to literally control C and then control V, copy and paste somebody's marketing campaign or someone's you know, strategy for something that's not gonna work, and for my own businesses, 
the reason we've been so successful with our marketing campaigns is because of the way we do things. And so we don't copy and paste stuff. We're original. We create our own stuff. We use inspiration other places. Sure. Did I invent the CRM? No. Other people have made CRMs before me, long since before me. But what I did is I did it in a different way, an original way. I focused on what the customer needed, what my customers needed. I focused on that and I built out a proper system. Same thing with my auto shop. We, we didn't focus on, you know, we, didn't, we weren't the first detailers. We came late in the game in terms of a lot of the people listening to this. Uh, but we focused on how we were going to do things, our clients, and our clients aren't just the clients that are around us. It's the kind of clients we want. It's not... Everyone that's in this city is not a client of ours. That's for sure. We've fired clients. We've kicked, kicked clients out before. Absolutely. Because they weren't the kind of clients we wanted and we didn't want to focus on them. And there's, remember, no shortage of money out there. So I'm not concerned if we lose a client or can't make someone happy because we know when to quit with a client. I'm not going to get halfway through a job and be like, well, I thought it was going to take two hours and now four hours in, but fuck, I'm invested this far. I might as well finish and it's going to take another four hours. Hell no, no one to pull the plug. And so my tip is don't copy because it's not going to help your business. Instead, get inspired, create something original that's designed around your business and you'll have far more success. So I, I listen, I love your tip. Shit, God damn it. I hear that a lot. I know. Once you said it, it's <laughs> and my new ring <laughs> You guys have a great night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so don't copy. It's 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 what it's what so many detailers fear though. They fear that other detailers will copy them. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. Do you know how many things I've built into my CRM that I've seen the other guys now start to implement? Why is it okay? Hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's okay because we're still very different. Like uh, Because it means you're leading. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And leaders understand that that's part of being a leader. Other people will see and follow. If yeah. you're having success, those that aren't leaders... They just simply want to use what you figured out. Hmm. So they're looking for a shortcut to try and. And, and what, and what are you going to do about it? Not do anything because you're afraid that somebody's going to copy what you do. <laughs> no, I'm going to do twice. Then you're not a leader. <laughs> yeah. That's you, true. you, that the book subtle art of not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should read the book you're talking about. They should listen to the book. I, Really, that's one of their core beliefs of the philosophy of how you should run your business. I yeah. really shouldn't care and give a fuck about anybody else. I should make sure that I'm doing what's best for me, my customers, my business. And when I do, I just will know that if I arise to a certain level, going to be people that come two in. things happen, right? <laughs> was predicted long ago. Not everybody believes that it was predicted long ago. They don't believe in what he taught and they don't believe in his philosophy, but there was a guy that's, well, he was a little bit aggressive and it really cost him his life overall, but he had this theory that was called Mo money, Mo problems. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that's really what it was. That was, that was his theory. (laughs) That's true. And that's, as you grow, yeah. what will happen? You'll have more problems. One of those problems is going to be people are going to go, oh, if he's doing that, then I want it for me. Yeah. And they just, because they're not leaders. I talked about yeah. this the other day. I'm so glad you brought it up. And it's funny. We joked about it earlier when you told me, like, my episode that I just did, I, I haven't been in front of a mic by myself talking to a camera for years. And so Nick, my partner was gone. So my Friday episode that, that released on oh, Saturday, it was, was called, oh, it was shit. just me. Damn. First of all, you got to understand. I talked for 54 minutes. Oh shit. I didn't realize I talked for 54 minutes, but I yeah, just yeah. put so much into this episode. Like 
And one and my one segment is called I Like Big Butts. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? <laughs> you should like big butts. You should. You should. Absolutely. And one I, of those little subcategories of liking big butts has to do with people that copied me. You can't go to Mobile Tech Expo and not see how pint glasses, community. I mean, the word community has now gone. There's there's other podcasts that are saying community. There's there's people that if you go to Mobile Tech Expo, they mm-hmm. saw what we did with recording podcast live and creating a pub that then they started recording podcast and doing coffee and calling it a lounge. I mean, there's there's, there's <laughs> these golden mics so that people could win, win awards for best podcasts. Yeah. I mean, there's probably 10 different companies recording podcasts now at Mobile Tech. And it all started. If if I didn't like big butts, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd start to complain oh. like so many other people do and be like, hey, man, everybody. I go, but I like big butts. And that proves what we say at the opening of our episodes, the most influential podcast in car care. You you can't go into mobile tech without seeing it. There's a community night that they put on every Friday night, started from our community pubs. It's now what we do every Wednesday, right? Like you can't go in there without seeing people recording podcasts. Like it happens, but there's the big one. Yeah. That just means that we influence the industry. Absolutely. And, and we're a leader. The day, that's also the goal, right? And that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because so while like, they might have copied and gained some stuff, because we were the original ones, you know how much it propelled our business? I get it. Why other people would want to copy because it's been amazing for us. So I got it. Cool. Y'all do you. 100%. We're going to keep doing us. And fuck, if we transformed and an association, a organization, multiple companies. We transformed them. Mm. Golly, imagine what else we get to do. 100%. Here's the community. Community. Right. The originators. Yeah. Absolutely. And I really do like big butts. Oh, me too. <laughs> Love big butts. Love big butts. Nothing better. Nothing better. Absolutely. Problem Please. is sometimes if they're too big, I, I'm like, She's like, no, it's just the tip. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's only it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Come see me Friday. <laughs> and yeah, but that's but see, that's the thing is that uh, being influential in the industry, like I I actually really like because I had some members, you know, message me and they were like, hey, you know, uh, I heard that you know, so and so, one of your competitors is like uh you know, they added this feature because, you know, you had it and it's not, I'm like, that's fantastic, man. It's like, first off, their clients aren't my clients. A lot of their clients are like weekend warriors and stuff. And it's just not the ideal scenario for the powerful tools I built in Orbis X. It'll still work for those guys for sure, but it's built for more larger size organizations that are scaling and so on and so forth. Uh, that being said, I'm happy, extremely happy if what I've done has made a positive impact on the industry to the point that, other companies are going to step their game up finally like welcome to the party boys jesus because that means that the customers that they have that are happy with their product they're now able to use these tools that's all i wanted from the beginning because i look when i started my auto shop and there just wasn't anything out there that would do the job that's why i built orbis x so i'm happy if other detailers don't have to go through such a hard journey to try and get stuff set up. And that's where having my software available for them is one piece of the pie. But if there's other softwares that maybe they like a different way, or maybe they just haven't grown to the point where Orbis X is going to fill their needs, that's okay. Start off there. And then when you're ready to grow your business and stuff, jump ship, come to Orbis X, but at least you weren't struggling as bad. So I feel honored, I guess, that I've been able to influence the industry in that positive light. And, and it's, it's kind of flattering at times too, you know, they do say it's a sincerest form of flattery. I mean, it depends how it's done, but yeah, I honestly don't mind if people copy, I don't really care, but I do know that for their own businesses, for you guys listening, copying can often lead to lack of originality and 
that further degrades other things in your organization, like your ambition, your intuition to know like what you should do or could do because you're lacking the understanding. And so the further away you get from understanding and the more you go towards just copy pasting what else is out there, you're going to see a drastic reduction in your customer. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag big butts. <laughs> I love it, Marty. Listen, man, thanks for your time, man. This, this was great. Same time next week, next Tuesday, obviously. And uh, yeah, guys, stay tuned. Lots more to come. We've got some exciting things. And I have a surprise to release uh, in the next two weeks. Not the next episode, but the one after that. I have a surprise for you. And maybe it's time we should do like a giveaway. I don't know. I'll think of something. I'll okay. Something. Yeah, like an alpaca or something crazy. Just get mm, Fun times. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, we should give away some pecan. That's what we should do. Other people need yes. That's what we <laughs> See, imagine that. Send some meat right to someone's door. Yeah. It's a... Anyway, cool. In the meantime, those of you listening, I do want to get some feedback. I'm going to post this in the group. Some feedback and Marty, let's see how this goes. We'll do like kind of a, you know, would you rather this or that? Uh, so at my shop, we've been considering getting a stencil to put on the mats. So you can, you know, you shampoo it, it makes a nice little stencil. Uh, half my shop is like, fuck that. The other half is like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. So I'm curious to see stencil, no stencil. What are people's thoughts? Nah, let's see where we go. Love it. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. I'll see you next week. Hashtag hey, big butts. Let's go. Cheers. <laughs>